0: Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The weekly wrap on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, it's the breakfast huddle. Elliot Danka, Bharati Jagdish, and Ryan Huang. Let's take a look at the headline of the week, the one headline everyone's talking about, everyone's commenting about.
1: Yep, the new property cooling measures. People have described it as being tougher, harder hitting, and the most aggressive yet. So, how exactly are they going down? Uh, They were announced, by the way, just 20 minutes before they kicked in at midnight on Wednesday. Of course, giving buyers, developers and property agents absolutely no opportunity to react.
0: So, we're looking at raising ABSD rates, tightening the total debt servicing ratio threshold and lowering the loan-to-value limit for loans from the HDB. How will these measures affect the property market here so far?
1: Mm. And we're going to be finding out more from Professor Singh Fu, head of the Department of Real Estate at NUS Business School and director of the Institute of Real Estate and Urban Studies at NUS. Good morning, Professor Singh.
2: Hi, good morning.
1: Thanks for joining us, Professor Singh. Now, first of Hi. all, let's talk about how the reactions have been so far. Some analysts are saying the measures are not surprising. What do you think, though? I mean, to what extent are they expected and warranted?
2: Yeah, I think the industry may have expected some form of uh, interventions since the beginning of the years. They may not expect this uh, intervention to do so so drastically and also so uh, suddenly. I think there's very little time for them to react to it. So I think this time now is very different from 2018 when we see the last-minute rush of people to the chauffeur to to sign the option purchase agreement. This time now is very, very little time for them to react.
0: Prof, let's talk about the factors that led to these cooling measures. I mean, it's interesting because amidst pandemic, the property sector was doing pretty decently. What would you consider the factors leading to this?
2: Yeah, I think mean, despite the pandemics, we have seen very strong in some of transaction volumes and also the prices. The prices actually exceeded the last peak in 2013. So the transaction volume, especially last month, we see about 70% increase. In terms of sales, uh, thousand five, which is a very high number since we haven't seen it since last 10 years. So, so I think all these factors, combination of factors, may have actually triggered these intervention measures. Not talking about, not mentioning about other external environments. I think the macro environment is also concerned. I think last week, the MS actually made this financial vulnerability review report, which shown that there's an increase Uh, in terms of uh, debt-to-GDP ratio uh, in the household sector and also the recent announcement by Fed uh, in terms of interest rate hike next year. So I think these are other uh, macro-environment factors that may change or may trigger this uh, intervention.
1: Mm. So to what extent, based on your assessment, are these cooling measures actually warranted at this time? Or are they overkill, as some others have described it?
2: Well, I think the... We look at this current, this round of cooling measures. Being, in fact, there's no new uh, levers that, or new measures that have been introduced. Basically, it's a tweaking or tightening of the existing measures. You look at the ABSD, TTSI, and LTV. So, these are the existing measures which the government is tightening them. But I think the ABSD maybe is, the, is is one of the most toughest measures. I think a lot of investors are, are, are affected by this one, especially foreign investors with the rise of the FBSD from 20, uh, 15 to 30% and, and and also for second time buyers as well buyers for second property and third property as well yeah. mm. uh, you know uh, Prof
0: Singaporeans we tend to have this thing called kiasuism uh, afraid to lose mm. out I, I wanna look at, at some of the other like uh softer factors that could have led to this. We, we you see news that property sector yeah. doing well. Okay, you you yeah. have that push, I maybe I also need to go on board. You see passeries eight, two thousand dollars per square foot, and you have agents going say, hey, you know, two thousand is gonna keep going up, keep going up, better buy now, buy now, buy now. And as a result,
2: we are here today. Is, is that fair? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's one of the factors because these uh, are what we call the uh, sentiment driven. I think a lot of okay. these buyers maybe you know scared or fear to lose or can you, know. <laughs> you know, if I miss out, this uh, the person might go up further. Yeah. So I think if these these are the uh, sentiment driven, it may not be a good sign. I think for the market because I think people are just too we call overly experienced. You know, you, yeah. you are thinking prices will
0: go further up. You look at the sellout at Canning Hill, right? Just uh, just last month.
2: It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's right. or uh, within a uh, weekend Mm. uh, or fully sold. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that actually explains also some of this investment money may come overseas or maybe hot money flowing in. That may actually cause some disabilize
1: the market okay. Of course, the objectives of any cooling measures are to at least inject some prudence into the market to reduce speculation Mm. and to reduce people just taking advantage of sentiment to increase their profits. And uh, the measures on PRs and foreigners and perhaps second and third time buyers perhaps would achieve that. What's the Mm. long-term plan though? I mean, we keep seeing spikes and then cooling measures then the tightening of things like TDSR even for Mm. first-time buyers of HDB flats. So, really, mm. how long can this cycle continue? Is there a better way? I mean, to what extent do you think, Prof, is it possible mm. to build certain mechanisms into the market that would prevent the need for new and tightened measures this often?
2: Yeah, I think this is, uh, if we count from 2019, it's probably the number 12 or 13 rounds. I think these measures, sometimes it's very difficult for government to to tweak this measure because you don't want to overkill the market by introducing a very hard measure at one go and, and then use really a snatch hammer and really and, and, and dampen the demands and, and cause uh, run of confidence in the market. So I think taking this measure sometimes uh, you may be able to target a specific group of investors and speculators especially. So as mentioned you know, the are targeting of foreigners uh, buyer of second property and third property and this I think these are the people who uh, may not need uh, immediately the home for own occupation purposes. So I think the focus is try to encourage owner occupation. That's why I think the 1st timer. Our
0: first, yeah. or first property are not affected as much this time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, those uh, various measures, ABSD, TDSR, LTV. Yeah. So we have talked about who potentially could be affected the most. Potential home buyers, local ones looking for their second home though. Be yeah. Maybe the one owns a HDB, they're looking to have a second one being a private. Mm-hmm. What do you expect? this? How do you expect this landscape to evolve over the next few months?
2: Yeah, I think for the... Buyer of second property, they may have to evaluate this uh, additional sem- t- any additional uh, entity sem- buyer duty sem- mm. Whether ABC. this is something that they will, they are willing to fork out and then pay for this transaction cost. This is form of transaction cost, 17% for Singapore yeah. citizens. So if you're buying for investment purposes, you have to prepare to hold it for long term because 17% upfront cost is paid. Uh, in the transaction, you have to expect the prices to increase by 70% before you recover even the transaction cost before the investment is submitted. So this may actually have some impact, especially for second. Second a buyer or second property, if they're buying for investment Professor.
1: Professor. What what about the measures concerning foreigners? Because yeah. some have expressed some apprehension that these cooling yeah. measures could dampen the inflow of foreign money into the private housing market. While that might be seen as positive in some quarters, in others it's not seen as so positive. What's your view on this? What's the right balance to strike here?
2: Yeah, actually, we have seen uh, not just in Singapore, in many other Asian city and. Uh, other country as well. I think the hot money may have actually caused some uh, price inflation in property prices uh, in Hong Kong, Taiwan, uh, even in China, some city before the financial crisis. And all this actually money going into the market that drives some of these prices up. It may not be uh, healthy if the prices are actually excessive in terms of flowing into the housing market without... Uh, making the price uh, follow the ornamental because I think this how money actually in the they actually flow quite quickly. So it may actually when the prices collect they may actually leave. You know, so they make it actually has further correction when mm. when market downturn. So this may have caused uh, more unstable or instabil- instability in the market later on.
0: Mm. Prof, I got another interesting one for you. A lot of us when we buy property, the next best thing to think about is potential on-block. Now, to my surprise, a lot of on-blocks, interest, you know, gathering pace during the pandemic. What yeah. happens now? Does this turn people off? Does this, do you have to manage your expectation if you are an on-block candidate in terms of collective sale price?
2: Yeah, I think we've seen the shortage in terms of uh, supply and the inventory had gone down. I think that also causes a lot of this uh, new on-block transaction takes place. Uh, I think we mm. have seen since last year uh, after the completion of the Walton Estate, then T. Spencer, mentioned the High Point. These are some of the projects that has been successfully so unblocked, but I mm-hmm. think a lot of unblocked projects actually coming out. But with this uh, <laughs> uh, new cooling measure, it may have some impact on this yeah. unblock, uh, especially the bigger site.
1: Mm, that's quite disappointing, yeah, but expected, I
2: guess. Yeah, yeah that's right.
1: I mean, the aim of these measures has always been to promote continued housing affordability. But I already hear some people saying that (laughs) that has not happened in the last few years. Housing affordability seems to be quite elusive for many Mm -hmm. in spite of subsidies Mm -hmm. and measures. Mm -hmm. What exactly needs to happen in order for this to come to fruition in the coming months and years? To be effective and not to have us going through this vicious cycle of spikes and cooling measures.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think affordability in Singapore, we, because of having a very efficient and also very big uh, public housing sector, it helped to cushion some of these impact. Unlike countries like Hong Kong and other countries where the public housing market is not really big, they actually rely on our private. When the private market... They are mainly driven by commercial motives, so it's very difficult for them to build more affordable housing. But in the Singapore case, I think we look at, despite the private housing market moving up, but if you look at the public housing sector, the price-to-income ratio is still relatively within the affordable limit, except I think we look at the last quarter, the resale price has actually gone up a little bit, and that's why I think this time now, government has tightened it, but there's very limited for them to actually intervene in, the, inter- in the, the resale market, except now you know tightening the LTV loan is one way. I think from the other perspective, for the younger couple or new, new, younger household or house buyers, they actually ramp out the BTO supply. I think next year we're going to see 23,000, 23,000, and the next four years maybe we are looking at around 100,000 units. That mm. can help grow. Is some of the pressures in property Prof. Super quick one, and this is a point of speculation.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll put that as a disclaimer. Would a yeah. change in policy to the public sector, public housing, help in that sense? Meaning, you buy a house from HDB and when you sell, you sell back to HDB. Therefore, the price appreciation doesn't go crazy like we saw ten years ago.
2: Yeah, I think this has been discussed during the PRS, the primary location housing models. I mm-hmm. think these models, these uh, modes of the resale is a bit difficult now because I think when people buy a house, I think there will be consumption motive. There are also some investment motive. you also want to buy a house and, and expect your your house value to increase, then you can accumulate some wealth as well. So by selling back to HDB, we limit at uh, least may not yet may not appear to uh, many household items. <laughs> that but I mean, it, limited <laughs> increase, uh, not four
1: hundred thousand, yeah. uh.
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: For the long term, it might be a more prudent policy, though, because, like you said, you know, it's been brought up mm. before, even over the years. I think some analysts have suggested it that you know, <laughs> since it is public housing, let's put these curbs on it. Direct yeah. buying and selling from HDB. Forget about making a profit. That is not okay. the purpose <laughs> of public housing. Something to yeah. think about, certainly. Thank you very much, Professor Singh, for joining. us. Us this morning, right. Professor Sing Tian Fu is head of the Department of Real Estate at the NUS Business School, also director of the Institute of Real Estate and Urban Studies at NUS. Thanks for joining right. us, Prof. You right. have a great day. Thank
2: you. Thank you.
0: Bye. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg.